Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the world's worst NASCAR podcast. I'm Turnpike. I'm Green. And we can finally say we had a race last weekend. We did. First time in a while that we've been able to say that. Been even longer since we've been able to say we had a good race last weekend. Oh, oh, ouchie. Okay. We'll get, I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to that. We will get to that. And we might disagree on why it was bad. Because it's probably Wait, not the reasons that you think. I feel like there's been a lot why of... Why it was what? Why it was bad. The race was bad. The race itself. Depending on who you ask. I mean... Personally, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, what do we want to go ahead and dive right into? Because we got a lot of different things we got to talk about. I ham sandwich today. Yeah? No, okay, I'm not going to get into that. We've just ha- we've had this habit of um, talking about beavers and hey. almost anything but racist. Yeah, right but out. we were teaching people new facts. Also, I saw that. Did you send it to I me? I sent it. Uh, yeah, you it, sent it to it me. It popped you up in me. my feed, and I was like, hey. This is the thing I was telling you about. And Is that not adorable? That is kind of cool. It was adorable. So, yeah. anyway. Um, so, we are talking about the same beaver again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys. Part two of beaver talk with Turnpike. <laughs> I don't know. We could talk about a, a different animal. Um, let's talk about uh, bears and bear safety. So if you're in the wild and you see a bear, you need to know what subspecies of bear you're dealing with in order to escape that situation. Grizzly, safe. black bear, Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. is not a bear. You, I, I, I should have said like Ryan Newman. He's big. He is big. Okay, so quick rapid fire. If you see a black bear, put your hands above your head and make loud noises. They are easily frightened. Unless it's a mother with cubs. Then you're done. Grizzly bear, <laughs> Don't they, even try. they will kill you for fun. So probably, I think play dead is the thing that everybody says. But even still, your chances are not great. And then a brown bear, kind of the same. They're, they're more aggressive. And then a polar bear, those guys will kill you just for fun. They don't even care. They'll just kill you. Even if you're dead already, yeah, they will they'll just, rip you just apart. come and dismember you. Those guys, those are like the most brutal animal in the world. <laughs> also, it's your fault for going to Antarctica. Why are you yeah. there? See, people think that polar bears are like the polar bears from the Coca-Cola adverts around Christmas, where they're like sitting around drinking a Coke. Uh, the guys, them guys, those <laughs> them guys will maul you, dude. Very Funny story. Very they bad. sent the Coke bottles up there, and originally Coke products were labeled in white, but the people didn't make it. Yeah, because the polar and the cans bears, were tarnished. The polar bears got them. And the blood. <laughs> this got dark very Racing fast. podcast. Racing All right, podcast. let's All right. get the into the first happened. topic. The yeah. clash happened. It did. Let's just go with the clash. How do you feel about the clash? Okay. I will say that as it continued going on and I started thinking about it, I liked it more and more and I feel like it's more and more important. Let me rephrase that in some other terms. The clash, can it be improved? Yes. But it is not a problem with the venue. It is not a problem with the attendance that's there. It's That's not the problem. The problem is you got a bunch of drivers that haven't raced a legit short track in years trying to race a legit short track. And I think it's NASCAR's fault because I think there's too many cars in the main event. That's just me. But yeah. I love the event. I loved having it in Los Angeles. It's, I mean, it's 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 Los Angeles, duh. 
I love seeing that every time they cut to crowd shots, if they weren't cutting to children like Fox usually does, they were cutting to <laughs> college kids, people people our age. That was the majority of people I saw. And they looked like they were having a legitimate good time. Yeah. They looked like they were having a great time. That's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's important. I will say there was a little bit of, and maybe this was just on me, but I think there's a little confusion about start time for a there, lot of people. A hundred percent. I had to look at like a third party website. I'm gonna to be figure honest. Out. So I was obviously I was at the church for youth. I was like, oh, the calendar that has because I have that NASCAR schedule automatically loaded on. I it. have the same. It said eight o'clock. I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. I'll show up at eight o'clock. We'll watch some heat races. Nine, ten o'clock. The main event will start. Oh no, the heat race is already done. That's just the main event. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks, but okay. And But from what I hear, sounds like that was also on the ticket as well. And, and they goofed the, the times on the ticket, too. Where it was, I think they said it started at like 5 Eastern and not 5 oh. Pacific. So the times were, they, they were super goofed. That's not good. Yeah. Well, David Lamb talks more about that in his video, so go watch that. Because I, w- I didn't know about any of the ticket stuff. Yeah. That I'm, was something I've third-partied information to myself. That's way above me. Yeah, <laughs> well, most things are. We are only 2,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah, we're only on the other side of the country, so. And I don't, I feel like those tickets were pretty expensive. I could Probably. Wrong, well, I, I mean, it's less, everything's expensive. A bottle of water is like $37. <laughs> You want to take your family out to McDonald's? Family of four McDonald's, four hundred thousand nine hundred twenty-six trillion billion dollars to go eat out. When we were there, we were. I was. I've only been in Los Angeles for about thirty minutes. No, I take that. No, we had a little bit. We had like an hour and a half in Los Angeles, and me and my sister went up to a burger place and got like a burger. We both got fries and a drink, and it was like forty bucks. Wow. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember going to like New York and experiencing that, but yeah, not to that it's level. Cu- it's a culture shock, dude. It's, it's a culture shock. So what did you think about the amount of yellows? What how does the event itself has issues in the way? Does the event itself have issues? Yeah. Like No. The 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 form nothing's wrong with the format. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with the track. Nothing's wrong with any of it. So the race is great. Yeah, the race is great. It's the okay. drivers that are... It's like when I talked about road courses. Like, we had, like, Indy road course, all these road courses. It's like, these are fine tracks, and there are... The people at the front can drive them very well, and they produce great racing. It's all of you absolute Neanderthals in the back that cannot drive. You just cannot drive. And I, that's where I'm sticking to, is you had people... Now, of course, there are going to be some cautions. We watched the Eric Jones caution just a minute ago where it's it's hard racing. You had two people try to make a move at the exact same time. That wasn't a skill issue. They just were both being aggressive, and they ended up taking one of them out. Yeah. That's just a part of short track racing. That's just how that works. This was, this was, this was a very authentic short track race. Yeah. I mean... Let's be real. That's what it is. It's yeah. a legit short track. Like you see, we feel the same on this. somewhere around at your local series. That's as close as you can get. I'm glad we feel the same on this. We'll disagree about something in a little bit. Oh, I'm I sure we will. I'm it. sure we will. Before we dig too much more into the stuff that we're going to probably yell at each other for, 
NASCAR still has a big problem. The next-gen car showed its ugly head again in first practice. Ty Gibbs roared up to the top of the leaderboard. You're darn right he did. Turnpike was so excited, posted about it, everything. Two minutes later, <laughs> we're sitting at an awards banquet for Southeast Super Trucks, and we look over, and Ty Gibbs is engulfed. Um, he has combusted and is just sitting on the straightaway. He's having to get out of his car. Flames roaring into the cockpit. That's absurd. I went back and looked at the text because I was texting my friend Andrew, and I said, uh, like, hey, the NASCAR season technically starts back, and people are mad about Ty Gibbs being in it because of him. And I said, he just set the fastest lap in practice, and that's pretty awesome. And then he tuned a text he sent me, looks like Gibbs' car is on fire. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I opened the stream back up, and there it was. He was on fire. So, yeah, he's on fire. Yeah, he's at the top of the board. No, like, I mean, like, he's, like, on fire, on fire. Oh. Oh. Uh, unfortunate timing that, is what I sent him sucks. back. I said, unfortunate timing. <laughs> I do remember you saying is, you typed it up and just showed me. I was like, that's a good response. Unfortunate timing. Unfortunate but so we obviously saw some issues. Also, was listening to another podcast where they kind of reported that drivers were not feeling well the next day from carbon monoxide in the cars. I'm pretty sure some hits still hurt pretty bad. Yeah, I mean the title. Danny Hamlin's got that new Action Sentimental podcast. Mm-hmm. The title is "Bump Still Hurt" or something like that. Hits in the back still hurt or something like that. Ouchie. For that to be the title at a track where you probably don't go over 85 miles an hour, that's that's spicy. But here, here, let's go ahead and dig into it. I'm too excited to get in this conversation to see what you think. Fontana is kind of our L.A. race during the season that is points. It is being reconfigured. We will not have a race in Lo- in Southern California in 2024 at this rate. We have a few options. We have Irwindale Speedway. That one would take some work getting pit road um, ready for NASCAR. Then obviously temp stands. Um, you also have Kern County. That one would take even more work. Are these in that area? Yes. But then... You have the L.A. Coliseum. I think I know where you're going with this question. I want to hear your thoughts. What, make L.A. Coliseum a points date? A points race? You said there's nothing wrong with the race in the format. So, no, I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think that people can't drive it very well. That That's my whole thing. And yeah. if they put it as a... I think it's great as an exhibition race because it's, I think the kind of whole thing of like, hey, this is different. We're just out here having a good time. Come out and watch. That has an allure to it. Yeah. It's an exhibition race. It's kind of more laid back. Hey, we're doing things kind of differently. You know, just just hang out, have a good time. That's the kind of vibe you get from that race. Yeah. And a points date, part of me is like, no, it would be a terrible idea. The other half of me is like, you know what? Do it. Yeah. Because that's probably the most skillful track all year. That I Bold uh, take. Bold take. Not uh, a, f- a flat. I'm a, I'm a short track fanatic. That a is not, flat short that's track. That's not the top f- short track. Which one? Which oh what? You can say what? Martinsville, Bristol, Bristol, and Martinsville. Bristol, I think are the two. If you've ever tried Bristol in the sim, 
it is harder than okay. Well, but I think, anyways, I think we would both agree that the cream rises to the top at a short track. That's just kind of the nature of a short track because it's yeah. not a super speedway where you just sit there and everybody wrecks around you and you go win the race. Like you have to earn it on a short track. Yes. So, part of me, you know what? I might as well just say, yeah, throw it as a point to date because it's not going to be a race where I feel like there's going to be a, some fluky winner usually. Okay. How do you think, how do we award points? Because you're not going to get 40 cars on there. No. That would be a nightmare. 27 was a nightmare. I don't think 27 should be on the track. I think pushing it down to like 23, 24, 21 maybe even. What is your take on how we award points? I mean, this sounds like something I probably should have looked into before we started talking about this. If I had heads up, wink, wink. Um, so do you, do you want me to give my idea first? I mean, I have kind of an off the hair idea that I haven't thought out, so it could be really stupid. That's like most of your ideas. Yeah. So if we're going to do that, eliminate them like normal and determine finishing position by fastest lap. If you get eliminated in, so let's say there's just for easy example, there's 10 cars that get eliminated that don't make the, sh- or 20, if it's 40 car field going to a 20 car field, there's 20 and uh, you say, okay, you look at all the 20 and you say, okay, well, they had the fastest lap. They had the slowest lap. So that sets and then you file everybody in by their fastest lap. Yeah. That's how I would do it. I think um, I've thought about that idea before. I think I like to see all cars race because you got to think of sponsor value. You got to think of all that kind of stuff. I think all teams need to race. I think we do a heat race format. And you qualify everybody. You do, let's say, shoot, um, three heat races. You get the top, top six from those three heat races. And then you get three from a last chance qualifier. Everyone else is seated by kind of their positioning, kind of naturally falls. Because if you have three heats and you do qualifying, P1 goes to heat one, P2 to two, P3 to three, four to one, that repeats all the way through. You file them in place from there, from like 21 on. Because that'll be about 15 cars that don't make the show. And all the rest race. Okay. Now you also got to look at this. Pitting. Can't. You can't. No, you you genuinely can't. You can do like Bristol, dirt, and you can... Scheduled pit stop? Yeah. And that's something you could do. Or this could be a thing where you could say, no, that's a reason LA don't work and go to Irwindale. I I don't know if you know Irwindale. Who gives a crap about having a race in Southern California? Like... It's, NASCAR does. Well, I understand that. And let me rephrase what I mean by that. Like, I'm the big, well, you have to go to market, 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 market. Yes, I understand that. But for like a year, let's say there is no Southern California race. It's not It's not going to, it's not going to tank NASCAR. It's going to hurt the It's going to hurt progress. the Southern it's California hurt, market. It's going to hurt the progress they've pushed. Yeah, of course it pushed. will. You know how much money they've spent? 
to attract that Southern California audience in the last two years? A lot. They've taken the country's most famous sports facility, arguably. Most historical sports facility. Yeah. And put asphalt on top of the football field. You know how much money that probably costs them? A lot. That is a, that is an expensive. That is, that is an expensive very, trip. I, yeah, I would almost say they borderline lose money, or they do lose money on that. Yeah, well, opportunity endeavor. cost. Yeah, yeah. But then you just don't race in the area next year. Yeah, but the people that are going to go to the clash aren't. Most of them aren't going to be the same kind of people. If they've become a new fan, that's the. They're thing. probably You're, not going to be like, oh yeah, let's go to Southern Irwindale. No, because it's like, well, that's not in Los Angeles. That's not at the Coliseum. That's at some. I would argue nowhere. the opposite. Actually, uh, no, I would. I, I would not. If they, <laughs> if they are, if they become a fan, or they at least they have a heck of a time there. They see NASCAR's back in town. They see NASCAR's back in town. Atmosphere. I know atmosphere. Atmosphere is, a big deal. is huge. It is a big deal. And there would be there that atmosphere would not happen at Southern Irwindale. Not the exact same atmosphere. No, it can't. It, not close. Wouldn't be close. NASCAR would have to play into it. They'd have to make it work. <laughs> They'd have to do something, but no, there's no way. So you think over Irwindale or a short track that's local, you think you Nothing. would do it at L.A. Coliseum? Yeah. Because at Irwindale, you might be able to... I think you can fit all 40. No. Nah. So it's, I this, mean, it's the deciding factor if you want the Coliseum as a season race or Irwindale with all drivers being able to race. I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep at night over either of them. Like, I really don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, cool, I'm not going to be there. What do you, what do you there. think the right call is, though? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, I tell you what I, I think, and my thing is, if you like this market, do it in Los Angeles. That's fine. Your drivers can't run short tracks. I thought they were the best drivers in the world, supposedly. That's clearly not true. I also wonder what timeline looks like. What, for renovations of Fontana? Or? For... L.A. Coliseum. I hope they keep it as the clash for like, years. Do they do anything other than football right now? Track and field. When does that start up? I don't know. It depends. There's winter track and field, summer track and field. It's all the time, kind of. Yeah. So, I wonder what kind of window NASCAR has to do this. January is kind of a season where nothing happens. Uh, I could be wrong, but... I don't know about winter track and field. I mean, they're they've paved over it. They're not using it. Yeah. If they were using it for their school's athletics, they would not. You know. Yeah, I understand that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just because I mean, if you push it back, you can't put it as the first race of the season. No. That would be blasphemy. <laughs> the Daytona 500 will now be in July. Yeah. Ah. And so you would have to push it back to at least. Last week of February. And I don't know what that schedule looks like. I don't know if that's something that's available to them. It very well might be. It very well may not. I know we're not getting it for the playoffs. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Which, good. Like, as fun as that race was, that doesn't need to be in the playoffs. But, I don't know. That's... I've seen that kind of conversation thrown around, and I actually like it. I think it'd be really cool. We need to 
normalize this stuff a little bit, in my opinion. This opens the door for so many cool things. And to me, I don't think it hurts the integrity, personally. What, doing a short track race over there? Doing a short track race where not everyone makes it to the show. Now, that that also brings into question the charters. How do these teams feel paying $30 million for a charter and not getting into the main event? Yeah, I could see that being a, a sponsorship issue with the teams. Exactly. Like, hey, like, now, here's why aren't we in the show? We paid for this, you know. But then again, here's the deal. What happens if NASCAR actually does agree to the terms the teams want? Oh, relieve some stress from them? Is that relieve some stress. Sponsorship's not as big of a deal. It's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. We're never going to get to a, a place where sponsorship is not a big deal. That is true. Like, even when NASCAR gives you all the money you want, you're still going to go get sponsorship and get a lot more. But you can ask reasonably less without putting yourself in a bind to make this format work. The only question is, does NASCAR have that flexibility? Don't know. I know, that's that's the thing. I wish, I wish we could see the, like, contracts that the charters come with because that would be such a... I know that agreement ends in 24. There are so many cool events you could have if you can get that sorted. If you can make it to where, hey, you might not make the main event. And to me, that helps the show overall. That, I think that would hurt. Yeah, that would hurt the sponsorship alliances with them. So it would. That would have to be a one-off that would be okay with that. I would. That's what I would say. Or, alternatively, here's my thing. And... I want to get off this topic because I do not care. But <laughs> for the clash, I would say if we get to a better space with purse money and stuff, have the clash be an exhibition race, ta-da, where you're actually exhibiting the teams. So, like with the Legacy Motor Club, they had those matching those like the paint scheme that was just black with the Legacy Motor Club. Yeah. That for every team. You design your team branded car and then you throw them out there, so you can. So you're like, hey, these are the teams. These are who's who's racing with what. Ta-da! You want to know you my can, honest opinion? No, you're. It's probably not. I a, hate it. Okay, well that's a terrible idea. But you're you're entitled <laughs> to your terrible opinions. You just spent 37 minutes F1. talking about possibly running a, a race somewhere else, which is cool. So let's go on to the next topic. What do we else we got? So news has come out that Todd Gilliland will not be running the full season. Which is, I mean, gutting to be a driver. Tragedy. Do fair. I think he did fine last year. And we've seen this with front row a time and time and time and time and time again. They get somebody in that car. They rush him up way too fast. Throw him in a cup car. Say, hey, you didn't win 87 races and the championship. Sorry, you're gone. I mean, like, what kind of development is that? Yeah, this is not a good look. It's not good at all. No. Todd is very talented. I think Todd's he. I think driver. he. I think he'll blossom into a very solid driver. He did a great job. Yeah, he did great last year. And now he's being thrown to the curb. Boo, for Zane Smith. Now Zane Smith is also very. Yeah, he's good. He's also good. Yeah. And I understand this might be something to try and encourage Zane not to look elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, I haven't really given much credence to that angle. I mean, he's driving for front row in the trucks. Yeah. 
DGR yeah. front row. I don't know what they call themselves in the trucks, but it's it's them. So, do they see more of a future with Zane than they do with Todd? I think they do. I mean, he had a stupid good season last season, he and did. he's a guy that you immediately look at and like, hey, this guy's probably got a future. This is this this could be our next franchise driver that's going to stay with us for a decade. And I think they're seeing him and they're having to sweeten the pot a little bit because he's like, well, everybody else thinks the same thing. Everybody else watches the same race as you watch and see how good I do. I can get a better offer somewhere else and a more competitive ride. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Look what we'll do. We'll, we'll, We'll give the shaft to this guy that's been nothing but good to us, ran well last season, wasn't a guy that was out tearing up equipment every week. If Michael McDowell didn't bring loves, he would have been out to see this year for this. Probably. Probably. The question is, if is Michael he McDowell out? didn't have a career season last year. He did have a really good season last year, but he has no future. No, I mean, he's he's done all he can do. I mean, he's at the end of his... He's in his late prime to... Yeah. And I know they probably don't want to let him go, especially because he is going to be a very good voice to whatever young star they have in that 36 car or 38, whichever one it is, the 38. My question is, my question is, why aren't they running the 36 for those races for Zane? Probably no funding. I assume it has to do everything with funding. That's that's my thing. Is it, They can get a third car for a couple, a couple races. I'm sure they can get somebody to sign something. Yeah, it do, it just seems weird to be like, hey, uh, let's just go ahead and remove our championship eligibility with this driver and just <laughs> just yeah, that's it, yeah. like that's a whole stupid. thing. It's stupid. I mean, I understand that they're putting their bag they're they're putting their eggs in the better later basket, and like that's fine. You got to look forward. You have to find your next solid rock kind of guy. Everybody everybody has one. Penske has, I mean, Penske for a while had three solid rock. Now you've got really Logano and Blaney's, you know, whatever. Hendrick, you've got Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. They're your solid rock guys that I don't see going anywhere. Joe Gibbs, you had several, but we've seen how that's went. But I still think that Denny Hamlin's kind of the solid rock guy there. You know, most teams have that guy that's like, that's our guy. That is our guy. And I think they see Zane as the next, that's our guy guy. Yeah. So they're they're gonna do all they can to keep him. That's just that's just how I feel about it. I agree. I mean, it just sucks because Todd's. I really think Todd has a good future if he can get the right spot lined up for him. Oh, I agree. And it's kind of crazy that we're hearing about this news in February. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll see you at the track tomorrow. All right. Hey, uh, also, uh, don't worry about coming to these races. What? Yeah, you're not going to be in the car, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that conversation went now. It didn't, I bet. <laughs> it didn't go well. I mean, yeah, that's, there's not a good side to this conversation because, I mean, on one hand, yes, Zane Smith is getting an opportunity in a cup car, but he was going to get that either way. Eventually, somewhere. He yeah. was going to get there. He was going to get there in front row. Probably next year. If they have as good of a year as Zane probably wants to be in that car, then they're going to have the money to afford a third car. 
or they're going to kick Michael McDowell out. If they don't have a good year, I wouldn't want to be there if I was Zane anyways. Yeah. Now, granted, that might be his best option. There's not a lot of people leaving the car next year. Maybe, I mean, you do have Harvick. Yeah. Possibly Mark. Ford. Ford. Yeah. It's a Ford seat. Um, Eric, I think, is in for another year. I could be wrong. I think he said, is this the last one? I don't remember. The whole Kyle, the whole Kevin Harvick retirement is kind of weighing heavier than that one. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Maybe there's a few spots for them elsewhere next year. Maybe that's why they're... Well, I, I would say probably what they're thinking is the Stewart, one of the... He's... If I'm... If I'm Zane Smith, the the thing I'm looking forward to, thinking probably, is one of the Stuart Haas Xfinity cars. That's probably his, like, oh yeah, that'll open up for me kind of thing. And I think Front Row sees that and they're like, uh, no, see, we want you to run for us. It's kind of a vote of confidence. <laughs> it's, a, it's a vote of confidence. Where they're like, hey, like we're willing to do this crazy thing to prove to you just how dedicated to you we are. Yeah. I mean, screw the other guy. We want you. Yeah. It's like it's like an abusive relationship. They're cheating on <laughs> Todd Gilliland. Poor Todd. Poor dude. <laughs> well. Now we're gonna look at how we did, hopefully better than Todd. Um on our RSO picks. You picked Tyler Reddick, and that actually ended up being a very good pick. He finished in was it sixth? Yeah. Sixth place, I picked Joey Logano, which was not as good of a pick. He finished in 16th. So that was bad. Um, We're not going to talk about that anymore. I need to get to a good start. So were we counting this points-wise? Yeah. Yeah, we are. I won. Yeah, we're counting it. Loser. Imagine losing in points. (laughs) Could not be me. I'm never lost. Please, if it keep, wasn't for please the Please keep playoffs. in mind the 30-something weeks last year where I was behind. Gosh. You were behind for a good margin. For I was behind for like the whole season. I, I didn't lead at all until I won. <laughs> that hurt my heart. <laughs> it was one of those 500-mile races, and you led 490 laps, but you didn't lead the last one. Stupid playoffs. That's how racing works. Anyway. Stupid playoffs. I feel like Denny Hamlin. Is this time? Oh, no. No, we're not making picks. Nope. Because we'll make picks. That'll happen next in about twenty episode. minutes. I mean, next week. Yes, definitely not going to record that one after this one. Def- no, that's not never. Happening. That's not happening. It's not happening. All right, it's time to record another episode. Okay. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we head out of here? Not really. Uh, yes, Kyle Busch got arrested. That was interesting, and that's nothing major. Um, that was. <laughs> I wondered why there was the ambient sound of gunshots as I was delivering the Kyle Bush. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> no, but I did deliver there, and I I thought that was funny. And so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, stay strapped or get clapped. That's the official stance of Turnpike. Uh, sometimes you just got to let that thing talk, man. I, I think it's so funny that when I saw that story, a friend of mine, Hunter, uh, he he reported on it on Twitter, and I and it was like some like weird news publication, and it was just such an outrageous headline, and I'm like, that's not real, and then it's, lo and behold, it was real. 
So I was yeah. caught way, way off guard. Way I mean, off it's guard. not every day that a NASCAR Cup driver gets arrested by Mexican officials. Brand new sentence. That's not <laughs> never said before. That is that was not on my 2023 bingo card. Yeah, that one that one escaped me. It's not every day. Now we're gonna wait for NASCAR team owner gets arrested by Swedish authorities for smuggling muskrats into country. That one is on my bingo card. We're looking at you, Matt Colleague. Look, <laughs> come on, pull me a solid here, Roger. Come on, Penske, please pull me a solid here. Well. All right, let's go ahead and get the next one before I fall asleep. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into the next episode that we're de- we're recording next week. Next week, obviously. Yeah, next week we're recording I don't want to fall asleep next week, so let's finish this one. Yes. Yeah, let's go ahead and get <laughs> this one finished. Anyway, this has been another below average episode of the world's most below average podcast, and we will be back uh, next week. In 20 minutes. Next, I mean, next week. week. Yes, we will be back next week Yesterday. with more below average content. This time we're going to be previewing the Daytona 500 because boy, it's time. Anyway, we'll see it just around the corner. Anyway, this has been Right Sides Only, where if you ain't right, they won't see us. This is a podcast. You get left. It took you a year to still not know what a podcast is. Isn't the podcast the thing with pictures and you open it up like a book and it pops up? Amen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>